Friday Night Smackdown Performance Center because the virus. More I even talk about it and try to make light of it, it it really just annoys me. Like it, it's really hard, man, to to deal with this and you know care about the product so much. We all have different opinions when it comes to WWE television, but one thing that we'll all agree upon is that it is an ongoing constant in our lives. Uh, myself by choice because I, I I enjoy you know what I'm able to gain inside of myself from that. WrestleMania is you know it's turned into a, a worldwide phenomenon. You know, and I was one of the people that, I mean, at this point, and I damn sure don't agree with this man a lot. Well, we, we, I, have a, I do agree with him a, a fair amount, but I don't agree with him on everything. But I'm definitely one of the guys that will pull in for mania. Like, look, everybody just wear face masks, man. Like, let's all just take this chance. But, you know, it's a bunch of people from a whole bunch of different countries flying out and you never know like all of these countries have been impacted so at the end of the day you know some would say oh you're putting profit over the public health and safety but I think it's just the longevity you know the ongoing constant that WWE has the, the presence that WWE continues to you know provide you know, for all of the fans in the WWE universe, you know, I think that, and I'm, I could be 100% wrong on that, but I think that's a large reason as to why we're still getting Raw and SmackDown, though pre-taped, why Mr. McMahon still tried to push WrestleMania and, until it couldn't go anymore, you know, and I stand firmly on saying Mr. McMahon was really just showing uh, using WWE and the, just as a platform to to demonstrate the true grit, no raw intended, you know, uh, the American, uh, uh, the, just part of the true grit of the American fighting spirit. It, don't give up. One Michael Cole called John Cena the greatest of all time. Michael Cole, Michael Martin. See, I, I'm sitting here just fucking this up because I I believe in this. You know, I want this product to flourish. I want it to thrive way after I'm going or fed up with doing podcasts or something like that. You know, I want this product to continue. I won't stop watching. You know, I, I like seeing the superstars build. They care so much about their craft and then they get to perform at this high level, you know, and with the changing criteria of what's good and what's not, you know, it's like these superstars, like, it's just good to see who's going to evolve with it, who's going to adapt with it, you know, and and it's something that I've learned to really enjoy. Now, there are some good parts of this quiet crowd, you know, but with all of that good that, you know, the, the promos, like I've been speaking on, you know, the promos are getting better. The superstars are looking more comfortable. But at the same time, how comfortable would you be at a dress rehearsal type of show? 
even though everyone is pretty much doing the most that they can do as safely as possible at a regular show leading into a show where they can be a little more, you know, open with their physicality, like WrestleMania, you know? It's, uh, it's just, just crazy, you know, because without that live audience, you know, it, it just takes away an element of the show. You know, it is fun, you know, in the initial goings, like, all right, maybe we could all just pretend to be the crowd, you know? And yeah, but it's still, like, we want the audience there, but I think this this situation serves as uh, maybe something for the audience in a way even, like medicine for the audience. Like, uh, the, the superstars are still going. The superstars are still performing. You know, and there's no audience, but now we get to see who the company wants to create as new stars, as opposed to gauging who could be a potential star based on a a simple entrance along with a theme. You know, I'm not entitled to anything, but if I am, you know, just acting a little, a little entitled, it's like, well, why did we change Swerve's song? You know, and we, we need sort of song back. I don't know if I'm going to like him anymore. But that was when I realized, you know, like, wait, I'm not about to be just into the the music because there's so much more that the superstars are putting in. And I'm just using Isaiah Swerve Scott as a very, very regular example. You know, there are other songs that I enjoyed very much, but then there were songs that I hated and we did get a shift in the music, you know, such as Bailey's theme, which is obvious. Sasha's theme is great because Snoop is on it. It, And you get used to it after a while. Bailey's new theme is just fine, you know. Uh, And speaking of Sasha and Bailey, hi, Sasha. Hi, Bailey. I'm, I'm, uh, (laughs) let's get on into the show because I've already talked about this for long enough. Um, I actually missed the first three minutes of the show. Sucks. But uh, Sasha and Bailey is in the ring by the time I turned the television on. And they were complaining about Paige. Sasha Bailey being the complaining heels too good for whatever. I don't know. Fatal 5-Way didn't mention uh, the virus nor Dana Brooke. I think it's understandable. I think it's understandable. Maybe next week SmackDown they bring it up. But honestly, I don't think so because it is a little bit of a hot topic right now, like too hot to talk about. So let's just leave it alone, you know, and and seriously wish Dana Brooke and all others affected by the virus, whether they've chosen to self-quarantine or whether they have to self-quarantine. I don't know the stories behind them, but uh, well, all of them. But I will say that I wish them all a speedy recovery and Roman, Roman, bro. Be safe, man, and stay safe. Uh, If anybody was to uh, be offered the, the, you know, extension or just, I don't even want to say extension, that's the wrong word to use, but if anyone was to be offered the, the exemption, pardon me, I would choose Roman Reigns at this point myself, you know? And yeah, of course, we know his medical history, which is, uh, you know, you take the goods, you know, he's still proven to be really, really strong, 
you know, by coming back to the ring, being in there, I've been uh, uh, one that has been with Roman since the big ooze for like eight to ten minutes uh, a night after Mania one year. Uh, it's my yard now. Yeah, after he beat uh, Taker, I've been really riding with Roman because I saw how the crowd just did not want to be good with him. But either way, for someone that has beaten The Undertaker, beaten Triple H as they showed last night, or someone that is uh, main event in WrestleMania multiple times, someone who's won the Royal Rumble, someone who's actually garnered a form of crowd reaction, I wouldn't say near the likes of Cena, but something dang close to it, you know, with this new hybrid type of uh, crowd interaction, I would think that Roman, of all people, could, you know, uh, request an exemption from the show. It may, it is a little unfortunate that things were taped, and now WWE has to talk about the show and promote the show as if things are still going to continue happening. I think there has been a change on update in the matchup, but in respect to spoilers, in respect to you know, the show of shows, I'm not going to look into it. I've already heard, but even if I'm not even going to talk about it, I'm just going to hope that whoever takes on Goldberg for the Universal Championship gets in there and really blows the roof off. You know, like we just got to get, we got to go with what we got. Now, anyway, Sasha Bailey in the ring doing it, complaining. And uh, 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 this brings out Lacey Evans. Now, hold up. This is what we had some months with it. I want to be mature. I don't really care. It, this is. I don't care if this podcast gets a little long-winded. To be honest, I'm gonna try to keep. I'm gonna try to be. Be uh. You know, try to move this along. But you know, it's been some months now. Uh, Sasha and Bailey have been a great team, but Sasha has an opportunity at the SmackDown Women's Championship. I can't say how it's gonna go. Bailey, you know, they starting to plant the seeds. Oh, yeah, well, I like peanut butter and jelly, right? Sasha looking like, yeah, what? Um, nah, I don't know, man. Like, we cool and all. I mean, my thing is, who's going to turn on who? Now, if Sasha turns on Bailey, I think it's pretty easy. You know, like, that's the easy way out. Sasha's the heel. Mm, you know, Bailey's going back to baby face. But do, are we going to switch Bailey back to hugging and fucking inflatable buddies like come on son like are we really about to do that it would be a little more interesting if Bailey got to Sasha before Sasha got to Bailey I think that might make the you know and it's not like I'm again I don't book the product I don't create this you know but at the end of the day I think it would be very very interesting to see what if that took place you know like if it doesn't happen I, my morale would not be affected at all my my sorry pardon like I said my morale wouldn't be affected at all I would be just fine with uh however it played out if they were to turn on each other but if I had uh, a, a, a hope <laughs> then I would want uh, Bailey to turn on Sasha beforehand. Like, look, I hear you and we besties, but I need this championship. Because Sasha came back as a heel, shocked the world. It was definitely a revamping the character. Now she's gotten her new song. She's getting rave reviews 
or her little outfit selection. So, what's his name? Masaki, Wasaki, Kawasaki. I, I'm, I'm joking, but at the same time, I do respect her husband, one of the seamstresses, and I think that, you know, he's trying to make his little Barbie doll just, just shine. <laughs> you know, so I like that. I think it's cool. But with all of this that Shasha's getting, you know, uh, I think that her being a baby face, you know, next up, like I think it, I think that has been refreshed, and people would enjoy that, you know, and. Bailey can continue to get that that heel heat, you know. Like I wouldn't say Corbin levels of heel heat, but heat nonetheless. I would like to see Bailey get some really good heat from the crowd because we all love Bailey, you know. I'm still going to ride with Bailey, goddammit. But um, with that, uh, what we had? Lacey Evans come out. They can work on the, some of the interactions. But it's PG. It's not too much you can say or do. Or like, but you can tell that they were trying to put it. And that's just, it's not just the, the five ladies that were in the ring according, in accordance with the guidelines. You know, but um, social distancing guidelines, that is. But um, they, you know, later on with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and uh, Oscar, they definitely had some moments where they were trying to be a little more personable. And we didn't need a crowd to be in attendance to understand or make the people at home understand the interaction between the superstars, you know? It's still a little early. It's not like it was like the greatest random interactions, but at the same time, on the other side of the token, it was still progress character development small things like this at least to me matter i think that it, it fit well like what was it lacy during the promo uh like she awed and then went back to the straight face it it could be argued that it was awkward but at the same time it's the start it's the first step of being just a little more charismatic in the ring we want superstars we want characters that maybe aren't larger than life because, I mean, some people say WWE is life. Nobody's larger than WWE, not even the chairman himself, just saying. So when it comes to this, uh, I don't, we don't need larger than life superstars. We need fleshed out characters, you know, that are known for not hokey gimmicks, you know, like, uh, Aliens and dare I say, click clack, 2,000, 3,000 year old giraffe men with, with, uh, I don't even know the rest of it, with, with, with flight powers. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Teleportation, I don't know, I don't know. But we don't need characters like that because that falls into the bracket of larger than life. I would say, and I love the ideas personally i just want as far as wwe world wrestling entertainment is concerned we need fleshed out characters that to wit to the point where you don't need to use cheap heat tactics like talking about their families to get the crowd on your side or fully against you you don't need that if you've got a fully fleshed out bunch of characters with their own ways about them and 
you know, it fits inside the aggression that everyone is known for in world wrestling entertainment. I know it's a bit, you know, but this is this is a precise science. Now, with that, uh, Lacey came out, did a thing that was cool. Naomi came out, did a thing that was cool. She had a couple moments too. Called out Stank. Who's writing this? It was a great selection, great word choice to have Trin go out there and use that word because we knew that she was going to put all of the necessary stank on the pronunciation of said word. I thought that was cool. I thought that was really nice. Uh, What else did we get? Uh, And we had Tamina come out. Actions speak louder than words. I hear that all day. Speaking is an action. So... I'm going to continue talking my shit. Now, uh, it was good to see Tamina. You know, I've, I like Shayna Baszler. Also like Tamina. Well, pardon me. I like, uh, I like Tamina as I like Shayna Baszler. Tamina would be, you know, uh, has a little more seniority just as far as me, personal, you know. But, of course, Shayna Baszler is a lot more, uh, I guess, uh, in-ring capable. I would like to see uh, Tamina step some of it up, but at the same time, I know she's had, like, injuries and stuff like that, so it's not like you can just get all of what you ask for. I don't... And then, you know, the promo. I think it's just because I think she's kind of cute. Call me crazy. I understand. I ain't mad at you. Call me crazy. But, you know, it's... uh, It was good to see her. She has a little bit of a mean face. She could cut the... She don't got to do, like, the little cheek scowl part, you know, but it is... She's... Like, the powerhouse thing, it can really work for her. Where did the cake go? Speaking of goddamn cake, good Lord Bailey. Talk about everybody talking about, uh, you know, Sasha's husband throwing her some really, really, really cool-looking outfits. Yo, Bailey was out there last night looking like... Was somebody baking an Oreo cake? I don't even know because it's the only thing that would make sense to me in a moment. Like, Jesus... Jesus, that we all know, but Jesus, that that was that was noticeable last night. Like, go ahead, Bailey. You, 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 you. like I'm your boy, no, but I am still a man. Now, all right, all jokes to the side with that. All five of them came out. Tamina headbutted uh, Naomi, got some offense in on uh, Lacey Evans, and then Sasha and Bailey jumped in very very cool you know just as far as heel tactics go i thought it went well it was pretty comical uh in its own rights as far as heels go but um yeah we had uh you know i mean good opening segment 20 minutes monologue all this wild shit but it's it's garnered um what did we have next we had Pardon me, give me a moment. Drew Gulak taking on Shinsuke Nakamura, 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 pardon me, uh, to secure Daniel Bryan an Intercontinental Championship match against Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. Is DB going to put Sami over at Mania? We're all hearing what the dirt sheets are saying. I don't necessarily care to read them, but I am saying, though, like, if... We, if we're looking at this correctly, then Drew Gulak did look good. He got Daniel Bryan an opportunity. That's these are these are cool moments. These are good things. Uh, 
Is Sami Zayn like? I think Sami Zayn could retain. Like, I I think Sami Zayn. I don't want to say he should retain because I'm not the hugest fan of him, but I do enjoy his heel work at times. So he could continue to make the the title prestigious on that side. Like, no, we really want to get that off of him now, and because the last time was Strowman. You know, regardless of how things happened and what's going to take place or what might take place. Uh, you know, it was kind of fast. You know, Nakamura had it for a very long time. That's fine. Uh, didn't really see much with it. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> dare I say, he's no miss. As far as just the Intercontinental Championship goes, everybody relax. But um, we had... Uh, a, you know, we had a quick title change before. Now, I think we can at least get one pay-per-view out of this with Sami Zayn being Intercontinental Champion. Maybe he beats Daniel Bryan will do the shenanigans. And then uh, Daniel Bryan takes some time off like he said he was going to do. And, um, yeah, because uh, well, Brie had that little, uh, she shared that information with us about Daniel Bryan's, uh, well, excuse me, fuck that, about Bryan's uh, situation, you know, with the respiratories or something like that. I didn't hear too much about it because I don't really read the dirt sheets, but I did hear about it. And if DB needs to, you know, not run the risks as a father, you know, as a man, as one that has, as Michael Cole said last night, one of the most memorable moments in WrestleMania history, you know, uh, I think that that's well-deserved. You know, Daniel Bryan came back. He's proven nothing, but he's he's still here. He's still got it, and he can still keep going. But we don't want to put him at risk just like we don't want to put any of the superstars' health at risk. Uh, we already seen enough examples with Ray and maybe Bobby Lashley and uh, Jesus Christ, Dana Brooke. Like, it, it's so unfortunate. Like, I don't want these people to, you know, the people dying off this i don't know how i'd feel if any one of the superstars died especially in this generation that i'm watching weekly like i don't know so i wouldn't want anything to happen like that so db go ahead take his time off Sami Zayn, get it but drew gulak is being positioned and that that is something that like, like you can't ask for anything else you know like like that's all you could ask for you know like the, making a new superstar uh you you parts of the machine you take a part of the machine out and then you replace it with a new part, you know? And we're not going to just forget about Daniel Bryan, but now Drew Gulak, he's finally, you know, got some footing, it seems as if. I don't know. It could just go away, you know, in another three weeks. Who knows? The fans could just not like him, you know? Could just say, fuck it. Mr. McMahon could say, you know what? Bury him. And that's it, you know? But... I think that Drew Gulak has shown way more than enough character to be able to, you know, uh, take up the reins. You know, no puns intended. Not trying to be funny right now, but I think that that, that works. So that's good. That's good. Uh, Elias backstage, not backstage, Elias singing song. He talking shit about Corbin. And some of the photoshops were funny. I think this was meant to inspire some sort of emotion, rage, or anger. Uh, the the one with him on the toilet with the the, the King Corbin and the, on the towels or like the his and her that and then not necessarily his or her but it's just like that's the element like that shit was that shit was it was kind of fire you know it, the the Photoshop moments were funny 
But as soon as all that happened, out came my man King Corbett and kicked Elias' ass right fast. Now, if these guys are to fight at Mania, uh, Corbin taking another L. I mean, it could get Elias a good rub as far as good, you know, you know, like the good, good graces with the crowd. Like they still like him. They still clearly love him. You know, he he has all of the elements. But as far as uh, you know, like Corbin has picked up enough victories in a row, so I guess Elias is gonna pick up the victory there at Mania, and I'm 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 not upset about it at all. So that was fine, but. Corbin sent Elias off of the perch. Good Lord. Anyway, Alexa Bliss took on Oscar. Nikki Cross on commentary. They killed it. Yeah, yeah. Those that moment there, it um, it worked well for them. You know, it was a little, it was fast, but these small things can actually uh, this is this is small character development that I am not against. You know, uh, the little chin thing that she did at the start of the match, the feeling out process, cool. Alexa Bliss beat Asuka. Whoa, what the fuck? It's the entertainment aspect of this product is what we're paying attention to. And it is a little crazy because of how Asuka had been positioned in NXT and even coming up to the main roster. Whoa. Alexa Bliss is a former women's champion. They actually went in there. They didn't have, like, a super technical match, but they did have a, a couple of spots. Uh, one thing I definitely noticed that made me realize, oh, they, they fighting a little bit, was uh, Lexi hitting that drop kick. It was like, whoa, what a nice drop kick. <laughs> you know, like, that, was, that wasn't expected, you know? And, I mean, it just makes me want to look a little more at the matches between the two. But well, not the match. Yeah, but the, but yeah, part of me, the matches that Alexa Bliss has. But then I don't want to be over analytical of the move set that she's offering. I would like to see all of the superstars bring a little more. But I'm one to talk myself. You know, just doing this like this. Anyway, um, who do we have next up? Well, part of me, Nikki Cross was great on commentary. She had moments. She's a little too hyperactive, but. I'm not against it. I think that these these things is it's making people making the superstars more comfortable with being on the camera, being in front no crowd, but when they're back in front of the crowd, they won't necessarily lose themselves nor care to respond to them as much. I I, I know this is it's still the early going. Everything continues then I think we should be able to really start trying to delve into this a little more. We're trying to just create uh, or aid in the creation of, you know, these, the, the superstars of today and tomorrow. You know, like this is just, just paying attention to the show, seeing that it's taped. I get to actually watch it with, you know, more of the analytical eye. Speaking of analytical eyes... Ooh, Mandy Rose. Oh, and Sonya Deville was on TV. I was excited about that. I was hyped. And she, though, shouts to her top. Like, you know, if Sonya Deville wasn't gay, bro, she would be on top of my list. Maybe. 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 I mean, I'm a, more of a, a Bailey Liv Morgan 
you know, type of man myself. A little bit of the, the Chelsea Green shouts to my Dakota. You know what I mean? But and I mean this is non non-hitting on-ish. You know what I mean? Just, you know, as far as the, the aesthetics go, you know. But Sonya Deville is totally up there, you know, like she's hot in a way, like that it's like, damn it, she's gay. But I respect it. So, um, that was fine. Her and Mandy, Mandy and, uh, not Mandy, pardon me. Sonya and Ziggy were having their chats backstage. Blah, 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 rah, rah. Talk down on Otis. That sucks. But Otis got some good sympathy. Last week, man, his little outburst, that would have gotten him so over with the crowd. No questions. Like, oh, man, that was... That was one of the hard parts of this no crowd thing for me because I like to see superstars officially get their like their rites of passage and now the crowd is always going to cheer you you know like and especially from watching with these guys uh inception to the main roster I thought it was you know you just watch the crowd not say anything and then you you watch the crowd start just going crazy when these superstars are coming to the ring or when their music hits. So Otis and Tucker, do not forget about, do not discount Tucker at all. You know, they were good backstage last night. Either way, uh, Mandy tried to press Ziggy. Damn, Ziggy, why you all trying to rub it in Otis' face for? That's foul. So I don't care. Uh, he had it, uh, had it coming or something like that, whatever. Ziggy and Mandy. It's a match I didn't know, not a match, but yeah, it's a little union I didn't think I wanted, but I think I might, because Ziggy is so great for this, going all the way back to to Total Divas, oh my god, Pretty Nikki strikes again, good lord, anyway, <laughs> um, main event, main event segment, we had, oh, what was the tag team match was the main event, pardon me, so we'll get to that. Uh, after we talk 205 in a little bit. The Fiend Bray Wyatt challenged John Cena to a Firefly Funhouse match. What the fuck ever that means. And that is speaking uh, inside of the storyline. Outside of storyline, everyone's talking about this cinematic feel. We all know John Cena's ascended to the round, ascended to the real, you know, to the, to the, fucking, to the realms of a higher entertainment now, you know? He's walked that same path that superstars before him, like The Rock, and superstars that he was with, like Batista, you know, they've walked this path, and they've become, in ways, well, we all know Dwayne Johnson is a household name at this point, you know, Batista is on his way up that ladder also. Uh, We all have uh, John Cena doing this, doing the commercials, doing that, and that's like his own lane, because I don't really remember seeing Batista in commercials. I see, I remember seeing Batista just being a Hollywood megastar and, uh, you know, TV, uh, somewhat TV personality, something like that. I don't even know. There's so many, so many different uh, lanes when it comes to that. But uh, John Cena has definitely ascended to the levels. You know, he's a movie star now. He's a commercial TV guy, household name, obviously. He's hosted television shows. He's taking on Bray Wyatt. This is a great moment for redemption. Uh, as far as Bray is concerned, I think that uh, I think John Cena definitely wants to do the put the superstar over thing, like the legend. And this would solidify John Cena as a legend to the more mature watchers, you know. And it would definitely 
offer a form of redemption for Bray to the watchers that also have, you know, been complaining about Bray being buried since then. This is a way for Bray to punch his arm out of the ground and get the fuck out of that, that grave site or whatever, if he was buried. But he has taken a lot of losses, even though his promos have been uh, top notch uh, for years now, for years. And the, the this little character that he has, you know, with the the, 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 the cardigan and the, the other side with the fiend, like all that shit, I think that's awesome, you know. So um, I think this is a good good. It's a good idea to have the little cinematic effect to it. I have no idea what they mean by that. I think it's gonna be a huge step above the House of Horrors, and I'm I'm anticipating it. It's gonna be nice to see. Now, if John Cena wins, that'd be great also because. You know, Cena remains super Cena. Maybe he could go for that 17 and really solidify himself as greatest of all time eventually and sometime sooner. But I think right now just what's best for business, and it's not my call, but I think what's best for business is Bray picking up that victory. Uh, 205. Joaquin Wild took on Swerve again. Swerve picked up that victory. Um, What was the main event? Tony Nese beat Oni Larkin. And in a shocking, ignorant development, just from my newsroom, I think that Mendoza, no, sorry, pardon me. I think that Mendoza was, uh, I think Mendoza has coronavirus and the Dark Order people or whatever you want to call them with the masks that put them in the van they was the CDC. I don't know. Maybe they were the corona in general. I don't know. But Mendoza ain't been around since. And that's a little crazy. And Joaquin Wilde and Mendoza had a little bit of a rivalry brewing, but now Mendoza's gone. So what's going on? So now Swerve, Swerve taking his place. Yo, Swerve, man. Be careful fighting Joaquin Wilde, bruh. Next thing you know, you be getting packed in the back of a van, man. But whatever. All jokes aside now. Um, that was that was cool for 205. And the tag team matchup on SmackDown saw the Usos taking on the New Day. I am not going to even begin because everyone else has said it already. I'll say this. New Day and the Usos are totally Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins. We've seen them fight more than enough. But... This is when you recognize that it's just a product, you know, like, and I don't say that to diminish it. I say that meaning these are superstars, you know, sometimes you're just going to have to get that match again. Sometimes not something that should be relied upon, but I understand now when that was going to take on Miz and Morrison for the tag team championships at WrestleMania, Miz and Morrison interfered because of all of the shenanigans and nonsense. So now we're getting the triple threat match and well, of the latter variety <laughs> uh, between Usos, Miz and Morrison, and The New Day. But then, apparently, we're hearing that Miz is not going to be doing Mania because of, you know, the obvious pandemic and the interest of safety or, well, hopefully. But yeah, I'm just going to say that because I don't know enough. I would hope that he doesn't have it, and I would understand his preventative measures in trying not to 
contract that. So, all right, we'll see how uh, how WWE handles this part. Uh, you know, with the tag team championship matchup at WrestleMania. Uh, what a week from now, streaming on the WWE Network and pay per view. How about that? Um, yeah. So that that was Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. Good Lord, N two O five. Good Lord, it's these are these are opportunistic times. You know, these are. These are serious times. And these are times where, you know, you can definitely claim your spot. You know, these are interesting times that we're living in. And I just hope that we're able to get past this this very trying time in order to get back to the WWE Entertainment, World Wrestling Entertainment that we've all come to know and love and miss at this point. So, with that, shouts to everybody that bring you the podcast each week. Thank you, WWE, for being so courageous and getting out there and trying to, you know, still put on some sort of show. You don't have to wear the... You're not emotionally responsible for anyone. But I can understand that, you know, you guys are providing a form of entertainment for people out there like myself that would probably be a lot more aggressive if they didn't watch the product. So, with that... Uh, Be responsible with your power, folks. Catch y'all next time. Peace.